You're listening to the Winning Teams Podcast, presented by Jet Dental, the premier pop-up dental clinic for workplaces nationwide. Now, here's your host, Jordan Smith. Hey, everyone, and thanks for joining us on the Winning Teams Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Mark Carpenter, and Mark is a serial storyteller. He's been telling stories since childhood, and Mark leveraged his ability into a career in marketing communications and public relations, and later as a college professor professor and corporate facilitator. His storytelling became even more purposeful and effective after researching and writing the best-selling book, Master Storytelling, How to Turn Your Experiences into Stories that Teach, Lead, and Inspire. Now as a facilitator, consultant, and speaker, he teaches others what he learned in the process. And Mark and I, literally just moments before the podcast, realized that we're both in Utah, like 15 minutes from each other, and we're both experiencing uh, the cold weather. So if you sense some coldness in my voice, I'm I'm recovering a little bit. But uh, Mark, we're grateful to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us today. So glad to be here. So glad we made this connection, Jordan. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, the winning team that you're building at Master Storytelling and, and the winning teams you're helping across the country. Yeah. you know, I, And I love that concept. I love the idea that you're building here with winning teams. And, and that's really what I'm all about with, with Master Storytelling as well, is helping people tell the stories that build winning teams. A lot of times we talk about you know, the culture of an organization or even the culture of a team. And we might use some platitudes like, you know, we're, we're team centric, everybody helps everybody, or we're efficient okay. and effective. And we, yeah. we have all these words that have some meaning, but they could be varying different meanings for different people. Right. So to help people really understand what those words mean, I encourage leaders to tell the stories of what that actually looks like. So, so take, take those platitudes off the wall and put them in the hall. What, yeah. what actions, what behaviors, what are the experiences that demonstrate, demonstrate that we're team-driven, that show that we have a, a desire for diversity and inclusion, that show that we support each other in difficult times? What does that actually look like in the behaviors? And the way that we do that is we, we share meaningful stories based on real experiences. Yeah, I love that example. I mean, that's the first thing I thought of when I, I read your bio and and learned about your book, and uh, I picked up a copy for myself, so I'm really excited to to go through it and read it. Um, but you know, the first thing I thought of was that aspect of storytelling, especially for a lot of our listeners who are human resource professionals, and they're thinking about culture or business owners, right? And they're thinking about the culture they want to create. Well, I think the best way to demonstrate your your culture is to continue to tell those those stories. I mean, I think a lot of us have heard stories of you know like Nordstrom uh, customer service where. You know, people brought back and returned their tires because Nordstrom bought the tire shop that was there. And, you know, they did it just out of like the goodness of their heart, customer service wise. And those are legendary stories yeah. that that get passed down. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that and, and the impact you've seen storytelling have, you know, you know, expand on that a little bit that you've seen storytelling have on on the cultures of the businesses that you work with. Yeah. And, and thank you for that example with with Nordstrom's too. Another one that, that fits in that category is Ritz-Carlton. Yes, I, I was doing a presentation with a group of human resources professionals a couple of months ago, and I said, when you think of Ritz-Carlton, what do you think of? And they talk about extraordinary customer service, extraordinary customer experience. Everybody gets a, a, a real life experience. Yeah. I said, okay, how do you know that? And they said, because I've heard so many different stories about it. <laughs> yeah, There it is, right? Yeah, that's right. It's not just that they're out there pronouncing it. 
It's that you hear real life stories of those things happening. Exactly. So particularly as we're in a world where sometimes it's hard to recruit good talent. If you want to bring people into your organizations, well, you have to have a winning team's culture to, to start with, but then you have to be able to demonstrate what that looks like. So think about that. It's, it's funny because I, I talk about this on both sides of it. The people who are interviewing for a job, I encourage them, tell the stories that answer the questions that the interviewer wants to ask. Tell the story that shows you're a great fit for this job. But it works the other way around, too. As, as you are bringing in new talent, tell them the story of what it looks like in this organization. I, I remember there's this, this great example, and it actually comes, um, it comes from a book where the, the organization said, as they brought people in, we believe in teamwork. We, we believe in value. We, we always support each other. Everybody helps everybody else out. And the person that was getting recruited into the job was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> and he's on the job. He's a salesperson. He's on the job for a couple of weeks. And they had this big event that they were, um, that they were preparing for. And the shipment of books and materials didn't make it. It got lost someplace. And so they had to rent a truck and somebody was going to drive the truck to the event. And his boss came by and said, hey, we need everybody downstairs. We're going to help load this truck. He's like, I'm doing more important things than loading a truck here. <laughs> and so kind of reluctantly, he went down there and they started this kind of chain of people handing boxes of books up and then handing them into the truck. Who's in the truck stacking the boxes? The CEO of the company. Yeah. The founder of the company. And that moment he said, okay, these aren't just words. This is real here. Yeah. Those are the kind of stories and experiences that will stick with people and to say, oh, okay, it's not just a platitude. It's not just words on the wall. It's behaviors in the hall. No, I love that example. Um, and I think that's, you're, you're right. That's so powerful. Those stories. I mean, um, you know, Chick-fil-A currently, that's kind of their whole marketing campaign, right? Is, is, a, is a, an employee and a customer telling a story about a, a, an exceptional customer service experience from a, a Chick-fil-A employee. And I think it's, it's very effective. Yeah. Um, and you notice in those examples that Chick-fil-A uses, how very little they talk about the food. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> a really great point. Yeah. And what are they selling? <laughs> food. That's it. Chicken sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. They're not really selling the food. They're yeah. selling the experience. They're selling yeah. the connection to the people that they want as their customers. Yeah. I love that. Um, Mark, how, how, what was like your aha moment? You know, how did you, how did you land here? How did you land on um, you know, the, how important storytelling is and writing a book and teaching and consulting and facilitating what, what kind of got you here? Yeah, that's, it, it's kind of interesting. And there, there's a story, there's a long version and I'm going to give you the shorter version <laughs> of that story. It's funny. You, you read in my bio that I, I really use storytelling throughout my career. When I was back in marketing communications and public relations, of course, I was telling the story of our organization to the audiences and I taught as an adjunct at a, at a university for a while and used a lot of stories there to try to, to try to teach. And I got into facilitation and training and used a lot of stories to illustrate points that I was making. But I just kind of did that as a thing that I did. And then I, I helped a friend write a book at one point and I said to my wife, oh, I want to write my book, but I don't know what my book is. And she says, oh, I know. As only a spouse can do to you. She says, oh, I know. And I looked at her and said, how can you know if I don't know? <laughs> she said, no, you, know, you need to write a book about how you take everyday experiences and turn them into stories that teach meaningful lessons. And my first thought was, that's not a book. That's, you, you, just, you just do that. 
He says, no, 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 you, you do it, but people don't know how to do that. Not all people know how. And so I started researching a little bit and I realized that there was some intentionality that could come in there, which has helped me become a more effective storyteller to start with. And I started talking to people and, and they would say, yeah, I, I need that. I want that. And I guess that was my aha moment that there is a market for this. This is something that I've done fairly naturally, but can I make it more intentional? And some people are, are more natural at this, but it's a skill that can be learned. Like any other skill, it just takes getting the right knowledge, getting the right information, getting the right coaching and practicing it a lot. And then you can have that skill too. And so that's, that's really what I'm trying to do is build a world of intentional storytelling or storytellers with the purpose to teach, lead, and inspire. So to build on what you just said, I, I love that. I want to get into some examples of how you help folks who maybe aren't natural storytellers. Um, but, but before we go there, you started to hit on it. I want you to, to maybe expand on why I should care as a leader. Why should I care about storytelling, right? How will that help me? How will that help my team? How will that help me build a winning team? Yeah. Leadership is, is so different today than what we used to think of leadership as. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking even as recently as maybe 10 or 15 years ago, leadership was much more, I have this position, follow me. But now people want to know why. Why am I following you? Why are we doing this? Mm. And storytelling answers the why in the best possible way. In a much better way than because I said so. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> but it really helps people to make that connection. As a leader now, you need your people to connect to you. You need them to trust you and to believe in you and to yeah. want to follow what you're saying. Storytelling helps you do that. And I could go geeky on you and get into the brain science of why it does that, but it helps connect you to the people that you're leading. And so if you can use a real life experience, I'm not talking about making up a fable, but a real life experience yeah. to illustrate your point, that's going to help people want to follow you more. I love that. What get, tell me if you're if you're someone who maybe doesn't naturally tell a story, right? You're not you're not a great storyteller. Maybe you're a little shy, but you're a leader and you're trying to connect with your people and you're trying to teach and 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 lead and inspire. How how can I develop this skill and 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 start to to tell better, more effective stories? Yeah. You know, this even comes up sometimes when I'm coaching people on their storytelling and they say, oh, but I can't tell that story like you. And I said, I don't want you to tell it like me. I want you to tell it like you be your own authentic self, but like any skill that can be developed, you just have to understand, okay, what are the steps to take? Uh, we, we were talking a little earlier, Jordan, about snow skiing. Yeah. Okay, the, the first time you went snow skiing, were you great at it? Yes. No. I was oh, not. Yeah. I was say, okay. You're, you're the exception <laughs> to the rule then. <laughs> no, definitely not. And, I, and I'm teaching my seven-year-old daughter now, just started teaching her last, last uh, winter. And yeah, it's, you know, you got to be pretty patient. It takes yeah. a lot, takes some time. The same is true with any skill and storytelling is one of those skills. And I think people sometimes have this idea that, well, you're either a storyteller or you're not. It's one of those natural born things. Yeah. And, and it, and it's, it's not that way. It's a skill. And so once you have some structure around this is what makes an effective story. And then you get some guidance on it and you keep practicing it. You're going to get better at it. It will become more natural. You look at people who are very natural storytellers, guaranteed. They didn't just get out of bed one morning and become a storyteller. Yeah. They worked at it. Yeah. They practiced it. 
there's some intentionality that's built into that practice of telling stories. And so again, like any other skill, it's a skill that can be developed. If you're shy, if you're a little quieter, yeah, you're going to tell this story different than me, who I tend to be a little bit loud and energetic, (laughs) but it still can be an effective story. You still can use this as an effective tool to help teach, lead, and inspire. I love that. Um, I'd love to hear an example. I'd love to hear an example of a story that you felt like made an impact with a team or someone that you were coaching or, or helping. Well, I'll, I'll go a little bit meta on you here, and I'll, I'll tell a, a, a story about how storytelling was <laughs> impactful or, or even just the teaching of storytelling. Yeah. I, I worked a few years ago with a financial services institution, and I was working with their leadership team, about 35 of their top leaders in, in the company. And the challenge they were facing was they felt a little disconnected. The, the different divisions in the, in, in the organization, kind of the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing. They all agreed to the top line goals, but nobody knew what other people were doing to help achieve those goals. I got them together <laughs> and taught them why is storytelling important? And I got looks on the faces like you would expect from people who work with financial data all the time. <laughs> okay. And you're chuckling because you know the kind of looks that I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I got some skepticism coming from the room and I was a little worried. Yeah. I taught him the structure of story. I was still getting a little skepticism from him. And then I put him in groups. I said, I want you to gather in groups in your functional team. And I want you to come up with one real life experience with one real example that shows how your division is supporting the top line organization goals. And I want you to craft it into a story using the structure we just talked about. And then you're gonna have somebody stand up in front of the room and deliver that story. Well, they kind of got into that. Yeah, They, They dove right into it. And as they stood up and told their stories, people from the other divisions had reactions like, I never knew you were doing this. I never knew you were contributing in that way. Yeah, And wow, we should partner on some things because we're doing some things that can support you in that. And it opened all these doors to connect them. I'll never forget this. This is one of those great moments. We got to the end of that. And I said, what did you learn from this? And the first response I got from somebody raising their hand was, I'm not going to answer your question. I just want to know if we can do it again. Said, what, what, what do you mean? Said, well, we have some more stories we'd like to tell. Can we get another story up there? And all of a sudden, they were all excited about doing this. So we did another round. And then I asked the question again, what did you learn from this storytelling exercise. And one of the senior leaders raised his hand and said, I've learned that stories are infinitely more compelling than data. Mm. And I thought, what a great learning point that you took away from that. But that organization from that point forward, recognized that if I, if I can tell the story of what we're trying to accomplish here, that's going to lead people better to action. And it's going to help us understand each other better and connect with each other better. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think you're it, it, spot on that a story is absolutely more compelling uh, than, than a point of data, right? Um, I know, you know, at Jet Dental, we do try to tell stories quite a bit, uh, particularly internally to our team about what other great things team members are doing. We told one fairly recently about, a, um, you know, we do at Jet Dental, we do pop-up dental clinics for workplaces across the country. And, um, we were, uh, we had a team member that was traveling a little further than normal, maybe two hours to an, uh, an event at a, at a business. And along the way, the van broke down the van carrying all the supplies that she needs to set up broke down. And, um, rather than, you know, 
bail on the event, which probably she had every right to, right? I think I think the the customer would have understand and they would have likely rescheduled and said, hey, yeah, well, that's okay. We'll, we'll try another time. She went and rented a U-Haul and her and her team, they unloaded all the stuff from the van into the U-Haul and still made the event happen on time. And it's a small and simple story, but it gets the point of our value of fanatical care across very effectively, right? That she went above and beyond to make sure that that client and those patients weren't weren't bummed and didn't miss out on, on, on the event. And, um, and so I, I, I love the impact that a story like that can have on the entire organization. And, and I love what you just said there. You can tell people we go above and beyond and they might believe you and they might not. Yeah. And they might see that as something different than you see it. Yeah. But when you tell that story, now they believe because they see what above and beyond actually looks like in your right. organization. Right. Yeah. What are mistakes you see people do, you know, make, excuse me, what are mistakes you see people make when they tell stories? I think the first thing, and actually all the mistakes that people make are, are built around this issue. And it's not understanding what point you're trying to make. Mm. So sometimes we tell stories and we go, okay, here, here's this story. Um, I'll use the example you just gave. So there's a story about the, the, the vehicle breaking down and them getting a U-Haul to, to get there. Well, you were very clear that you were making the point about we go above and beyond. But if you're not clear about the point you're making, you tend to wander around the story a little bit looking for a point. Yeah. So that's my first advice to people to say, you've got this experience that was an outstanding experience, but what point are you trying to make with it? And be clear about that because that will help you edit yourself to actually get to the point that you're trying to make. Yeah. I love that. Um, Where can people find impactful stories if you feel like, I, you know, we're going to take your finance professionals. We're just going to pick on them. It sounds like maybe their eyes were glossing over a little bit. Like, listen, man, I just punch numbers all day. I don't, I don't, I don't have these st- stories. Right. And then when they dug into it, they, they were wrong. They, they do have stories. Right. So um, where can people find these impactful stories when maybe you're stuck, you don't feel yeah. like you know where to go. I, I do this exercise in, in our master storytelling workshop, where I ask that question, I say, where, where, where would you go to look for stories? And people usually look at me and go, um, everywhere. And I think, well, again, I want you to be more specific than that. And so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing. I'm going to get a little more specific than the everywhere example. The, the tip that I always give people is look for those little moments in your life where you have an emotional reaction. Mm. And, and it doesn't even have to be a, a huge emotional reaction or a negative emotional reaction. Uh, it just any, any experience that you have where it's funny or it's sad or it's frustrating or it drives you crazy, or it's irritating, or whatever the emotion happens to be, look at those moments and say, okay, what's the lesson I learned that comes out of this? Where does that come from? I I had an, I'll give you an example. I had an experience just last week. We were um, babysitting uh, three of our grandchildren, had five-year-old twin girls and their two-year-old sister. And I couldn't find the two-year-old sock. She had one sock on. So I said to one of the five-year-olds, do you know where your sister's sock is? And she looked at me for a second with her big blue eyes. She thought about it and she goes, I know a lot of things, but I don't know that. And then she just went on with what she was doing. <laughs> now, that's a funny moment. And in the moment, I just kind of laughed at it. But I thought about it later and I said, there's a great principle there. Because how many times as adults do people ask us questions that we don't really know the answer to? Yeah. And we make stuff up. Uh, we're embarrassed to say, I don't know that. Yeah. 
We all know a lot of stuff, but we don't know everything. And it's okay to say, that's not my area. I don't know that. (laughs) And so there's this great point that comes out of that lesson that if I wasn't intentionally looking for, okay, what is the point out of that? Yeah. I could have missed it. Yeah. But it's a great little story. And now you and all your listeners will remember that when somebody asks you a question that you don't really know the answer to. So look for those just little moments that you have a reaction to. Capture them. Capture those moments. The point may come to you later, but the first thing you got to do is capture that moment. I love that. I think that's a great example. It actually reminded me of a story when you said that, of a, of a, a story that um, basically I was helping a friend unload his car and he had all these things and he's holding this, you know, you guys can't see me right now, but you know, you know, the, the face and the, the, you know, the way you bounce stuff when you're holding a million things. And, and anyway, he's holding a million things and his little, uh, is like a four or five-year-old son. He says, Hey, Joey, can you grab a couple of these things? And Joey goes, no, thanks. And just, you know, toddles off. And he actually tells that as an example of it's okay to say no to things in your life and to prioritize what's most important. It's a, it's a more of a funny story to get the point across, but he says, you know, sometimes people say yes to everything and they've got too much going on. Now, in this case, obviously, Joey probably could have helped, but it was a pretty funny uh, uh, a way he, that he tells a story to give an example of, of an important principle in leaders' lives that you need to learn how to say no and you need to learn how to not put too much on your plate if you're getting overwhelmed. And, and, and it, was, it was a pretty funny little experience. And you just demonstrated another powerful thing that comes from storytelling. When you hear somebody tell a story, it gets other people thinking about their stories. Yeah. Yep. And so that connects us as a species that connects us as individuals to say, yeah, Jordan and I, we've had some similar experiences here. We can relate to each other. So think about that back to your earlier question about why should leaders care about storytelling? Yeah. That's a perfect example of that. You're connecting with people and you're connecting them to principles. And yeah, it's a funny little story that you just told, but it is making an important point about decisions we make about what we do, what we say yes to, and what we say no to. Yeah. Excellent. Um, Mark, we're, we're, we're coming up to time here. Um, as always, I'd like to ask my guests, you know, what's your best advice for someone trying to build a winning team? And I think the best advice in this connects into storytelling is be your most authentic self. Mm. You know, ha- have good intentions. I think most leaders do have good intentions. Yeah. Sometimes we, we go in them and we try to be somebody different. We, yeah. we, we look at leading a team, particularly new leaders or even company founders as theirs are trying to build a company. It's like, okay, now I've got to be this other image. Yeah. And, and my best advice is be yourself. And I think storytelling helps you do that. Particularly the storytelling that I'm talking about where you're taking real life experiences and not just your successes, but also your struggles and your failures. That authenticity will help you build a winning team every time. I think that's great advice. I, I love that. I, I absolutely, you, you can tell when someone's not being genuine or they're not quite being their authentic self. And I love your point about, Hey, be willing to share failures, right? Be vulnerable with your team and, and, and share experiences. Um, you know, I think I, I've heard it said that experience is not the best teacher experience reflected upon is the best teacher. Um, and I, and I find that to be true. Um, Mark, you've got a lot of other valuable insights to share and if our listeners would like to learn more, how can they connect with you or learn more? Probably the best place to start is our website, master-storytelling.com. You got to get the hyphen. You got to get the little dash between master and storytelling. 
that's critically important. And we'll post and that just, on, I, on the podcast as well. We didn't talk about this before, but I'm just going to, I'm going to throw this out. I, I just, for all your listeners, I will actually offer them a free copy of the ebook of master storytelling. Awesome. And so if you go to that website, master storytelling.com and then slash podcast gift, and I'll, I'll send that URL to you so you can put Perfect. it in the notes too. Perfect. But if you go to that master-storytelling.com podcast gift, there's a little form there to fill out with your email address and your name. I'll I'll send you, uh, actually what it'll give you is it'll give you a credit to download the book on, on Amazon. Awesome. And give you a free copy of the ebook. Well, thank you. That's a very generous offer, Mark. And and uh, take take advantage of that, everyone listening. Um, so uh, again, that was master-storytelling forward slash podcast gift. Um, and uh, again, Mark, so grateful to have you on the show today and, and, and we'll have to meet up for lunch. It's great that we're local. You know, we both live here. So, so great connecting with you and, um, really looking forward to, to implementing this in our, in our own company. And thanks again for joining the winning teams podcast. I appreciate the opportunity to be here.